What's up guys, Rick here for this week's DFS preview for the Rocket Mortgage Classic and we are going to jump into that shortly. But another great week for the community last week at the Travelers Championship. Dustin Johnson with the win. Lots of great lineups that were sent to me. And I feel like I need to shout them out and celebrate a lot of our wins, no matter how big or small they are. So I just have a handful here that got sent to me after uh, last night. So quick congratulations to Christian Anderson, $26 into $49. Doobie Shack. $5 into $140 with a bunch of head-to-head uh, -head and DJ tickets. JBAPS, $47 into $164. Daryl Longley, $40 into $186. Scott Young, $48 into $210. We're getting progressively bigger here. Miles, two weeks in a row with an outright ticket. Webb Simpson last week. Dustin Johnson this week. Congratulations. Jeremy Jones turned his $15 into 235 with a Doc Redman top 20 and a DJ outright. Keith O'Neill, I didn't see how much you put in, but you're out for 308. Congrats. Waffles turned his 140 into 335. True Blue turned his 70 into 349. Matt Oblock, I think that's how you pronounce that, 75 into 350. Twan, winner for 400 bucks. A DJ outright got Chris McCohen, McCune. We'll figure it out. Uh, $420. Justin Dupe turned his $255 into $455. Chris Bach won a contest on FanDuel for $500. TJ from the Slack channel, $340 into $580. We'll take that every single week. Du Bois also in the Slack channel, $350 into $628. Now we're starting to get up there. Uh, Brian, bunch of Dustin Johnson tickets, turned his $30 into $870. Eric DeAngelis. Finished 15th in a DraftKings contest for $875. Congratulations. Chris turned his $33 for an outright ticket into $950, thanks to DJ. Connor sent me this in the Slack, said it's his first week in the Slack, first, first week using rickrungood.com. Won $1,500 between contests on DraftKings and FanDuel, so that's a heck of a start. Uh, Chach with a DJ outright, 110 into 2500 Brad Abramson also uh, sent me this in the Slack. Well, I, maybe I posted it in the Slack, but Brad, killer round one showdown, 357 into $5,500. That's awesome. Congratulations. Golf Dubs. This was crazy. A four. This was a four-way parlay. He had uh, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Poirier, another UFC fight, and something else. Seventy-five dollars into ten thousand. Absolutely wild. Glad that DJ could close that out for you. But Andrew, the big winner of the week on a single bullet, in for four hundred and ninety-five dollars. He won three. This was across three contests. He also won a free roll. So you know this lineup was pure fire. Turned his four ninety-five into $27,625. Congratulations to all the winners. Those are the ones that just got sent to me and I grabbed and I and I wrote down really quickly. There was probably more congratulations. Also, more winners. Comedy Mogul, you get a, a subscription to DFS, or to, I almost called it the old name, to rickrungood.com. Daniel Casey, also get a subscription. Those are from... A YouTube comment, and those are from a podcast review. I will get you set up with a subscription 
to rickrungood.com, which is what we're using. It's it's where the community is uh, getting a lot of these wins from. The Slack channel's hot fire right now. I can barely keep up with it. If you would like to win a monthly subscription into rickrungood.com, there are two ways to do it if you are on YouTube. Make sure that you like this video, you are subscribed, and you hit that little bell alert icon. We do a lot of timely content on this channel um, where you want to know as soon as it comes out so you can get your bets in, get your lineups in, all that good stuff before the lines move. So make sure you're being notified. Uh, and then tell me below who's going to win in the comment section the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Second way, and you have better odds this way, go to the 300 Yards to Unknown podcast. That's the podcasting name for this channel you're watching right now you can search it you can search rick run good you can also click the link in the description get there that way uh leave a five-star rating and review say something nice about the show and leave me a way to get in touch with you preferably your twitter handle in case you win much better odds over there less people do it uh but yeah this has been another great week for the community i want to keep it rolling i want to i want to keep moving we're gonna have another great week this week for the rocket mortgage classic let's jump into it Rocket Mortgage Classic. couple things you need to know about this. Only the second year this has ever existed. This was a brand new tournament last year, in addition to the 3M, right? Remember, they added two events to the schedule last year. This is the Nate Lashley win. The guy who, uh, what did he do, Monday qualify? He wasn't even in the DraftKings player pool. He went out and won the golf tournament wire to wire. Detroit Golf Club. Now, what you'll know about, what, what you'll want to know is it's a very easy course. At least it played that way last year. Uh, seventh easiest course on tour early reports from the course they think it's going to play a little bit more difficult you know the, the rough a little bit longer this year uh, without everyone kind of trampling down some of the some of the areas that golfers tend to land their ball in uh, expect that rough to be a little thicker so I don't expect it to to necessarily play as easy as it did last year but I do think it will be a bit of a birdie fest um, additionally I'm, I'm looking at the course key stats here I'll throw my hands up and tell you, uh, this is probably not that valuable this year or this week. Excuse me. Uh, this is one of my favorite tools. It's one of the best things that we can do for key stats. But when you only have one week's worth of data, that me or one year's worth of data, excuse me, that means all of these stats are going to 100% correlate with the results that we had last year. So the data is accurate. You can come look at it. You can come see that uh, strokes gain total was the most important stat here. Uh, strokes gain approach was number two. Putting was two. Strokes gain tee to green was three. Like you can go use that. Just realize there is only one single year's worth of data. A lot of the other weeks that we do this, there's 10, 12, 15 years worth of data behind it. So uh, this is here for you. I I'm just not going to look into it as heavily this week. Now, I will take you over to the cheat sheet here, and also, again, notice there is only tournament history for 2019, nothing for 2018, nothing for 2017. This field is not going to be nearly as deep as the fields that we have seen previously. This was the natural resting spot for the top players in the world. Take this week off, maybe next week off, get going again for the Workday Charity Open, which is going to be held at Memorial, and then, obviously, the Memorial or I'm sorry, they're both going to be held at Muirfield Village, and the Memorial is the second week of that. The tour will play back-to-back -back weeks at the same course. So there are only three players in the top 10 of the official world rankings here. I think there's only top, uh, five in the top 25. But honestly, these are the weeks that we're, we're going to crush even more because 
all the casual fans are still here, right? All the newbies are still here with a lot of names they've never heard of before. Um, so let's get into the $10,000 range. Bryson DeChambeau leads this at 11700 If you have ever heard, watched, read anything I've ever done, I am the biggest believer of Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he's, he is, he's doing everything correctly. He is going to win a lot of golf tournaments. I do not know if it's this week. Like, I wish I could get a bet that was like, you know, two to one that Bryson wins one of the next five events that he plays. If anybody wants to take that from me, let me know. Um, I, I, I like that, you know, give me, like, I just think there's so many wins coming. Um, just look at the top tens, one, two, three, four, five, six top tens in a row, three straight since the restart. And I want to show you this. I'm going to go over to the live leaderboard, which by the way, this live leaderboard has been getting a lot of chatter the last couple of days, because I, I talked about it last week in a video about how to use it for betting. Uh, then I crushed a bunch of round four matchups with it. And I made a video about that. So I'll link that video here and in the description. If you want to go check out, uh, the video I made about how to use this tool for betting, but it's a really great way to look, look back here. So, um, who am I talking about? Bryson. Okay. So let's sort this by strokes gained off the tee. You can see Bryson ranked, I think one, two, three. 14th is that right if I count that right 14th uh in the field last week in strokes gained off the tee he gained 2.76 so a very respectable week for Bryson the key about this is that is the worst strokes gained off the tee performance for Bryson this calendar year still 14th in the field it's unbelievable the guy is still leaving so many strokes out there he's going to win a lot Webb Simpson's 11,000. Um, now, withdrew last week over, um, you know, COVID concerns, but will be back this week. And I want to show you something here because this is also a free tool. This is a tool that I love. It's called the Value Matrix. It's on rickrungood.com. And what you can do is you can punch in uh, a single golfer and sort by, like, how often they were a specific price. So all I'm going to do is I'm just going to change this, and I just want to see the last... However many times Webb Simpson has been $11,000 or more. It, it doesn't happen often. It happens at very specific events. The Wyndham Championship uh, twice, the RSM Classic twice, and then he was one time over, over $11,000 at the Sony Open. And you can see he rarely, if ever, over $11,000 has disappointed. His worst performance in those five has been 99.5 DraftKings points. The other four, he scored 126, 133, 117, and 120. So usually, you know, I don't want to say, you know, knock on wood, whatever. Like, when Webb Simpson is this expensive, it is for a reason, and he usually pays it off, okay? Uh, I have no reason to think that he's not going to have a great week this week. Terrell Hatton's the interesting one. I'm going to wait and see what the ownership looks like because I think a lot of people are going to opt to go up and get Bryson. They're going to opt to go get Webb or they're going to start their lineups down here at Victor Hovland, which I think is also reasonable. I think Hatton might be the forgotten man here. If he is, I think that's a mistake. He's 10,700. He has just as much upside as anyone. Two wins in his last five starts worldwide, including the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Finished third at the RBC Heritage. This guy competes. This is the worst field probably in those five starts that he's been in. Uh, Hatton is, is such an interesting play, but I want to see what that ownership looks like. Um, Victor Hovland, 
ten thousand flat. I think a lot of people will start their lineups here at, at Victor Hovland, and they should. Um, let me sh- see if I can pull up his strokes gain database here really quickly, because I want to show you this. We know that Victor's bugaboo is the short game, right? He won at the Puerto Rico Open, and the quote afterwards was, wow, I suck at chipping. <laughs> like, literally, that was the quote. Um, if you look since the restart, he's gained strokes around the green in two of the three events in the restart, which is significant because he had lost strokes around the green in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine consecutive events before the shutdown. So nine consecutive events before the shutdown, he loses strokes gained around the green. He's gained it twice, not a lot, but he's gained twice since the restart, maybe starting to figure things out, and the rest of his game's unbelievable. I mean, the fact that he lost, you know, last week was one of his worst professional performances ever. He lost three strokes putting, still finished T11. Um, It's scary. It's really scary. Victor Hovland, very good. I could see him ending up on on my on my betting slip at some point at some point this week. Um, jumping down to the nines, it's kind of, the nine thousands is really really difficult here. I don't know how much you trust a lot of these guys. I'm obviously a big believer in Sung J M at ninety eight, ninety five, Ricky Fowler. Uh, you know, playing here because of sponsorship obligations, going through swing changes, really struggling at the moment. He's missed three out of his last four cuts on tour. I, I think there's a lot of risk and reward with Ricky Fowler. I'm not sure I'm willing to um, submit to that type of risk. And then similar, you know, similar goes for for Finau. Or Finau's a little bit safer, obviously, but lacks the upside. Bubba Watson, 9,200. I mean, feast or famine, he burned everybody, um, burned everybody last week, right at the Travelers, and and now we have to decide if we want to forgive and forget. So that 9K range provides. Um, some really interesting situations that I honestly, I'll probably avoid a lot of them, but if I'm, if I'm getting into the nine thousands, I understand that is, it is with, it is with great risk, uh, but also it is with great reward. You know, Kevin, nah, fifth place finished last week, 9,100 bucks. The eight K's is much more appealing. Um, couple guys here. So, so Rory Sabatini, uh, Sabs is here, finished third at the rocket mortgage classic last year. The only event it's been played, but also playing really well. Okay, he's played two of the three events since the restart. He finished 14th at the Charles Schwab Challenge. He finished 21st at the RBC Heritage. Uh, he's a grinder. You know he's gonna he's gonna um, you know he's gonna give you everything every single week. But the guy that's probably gonna eat up the vast majority of the ownership in the $8,500 range is Doc Redman, and I think it is with great reason is Redman going to be popular this week. Let me show you some stats here. So we'll go to, uh, well, I'll show you, I'll talk about the finishes first. So 21st at, at the RBC Heritage, 11th at the Travelers Championship. Okay, so played playing really well. Finished second here last year, which is his best professional uh, finish. I'm much more interested about how he's playing, which is amazing tee to green. So if I bring him up on the Strokes Gain database, you can see the last two weeks have been basically the best two weeks from T to green of his career. Now T to green numbers are usually very sticky from one week to another. Guys can usually keep that going. He's still been bad around the green. He's still been bad on the greens, but this T to green number is a very, that's like a green light indicator. Um, so the fact that he was what RBC heritage, I think he ended up finishing 13th in strokes gain T to green, 
But if you looked just Friday to Sunday, he was like third or fourth. And that was an indicator for, for travelers, which is why there were guys that I you know, read off the list of winners earlier who had Doc Redman top 20 tickets uh, because we talked about him last week. And he, he followed it up. Another great tee to green week. He was like, I mean, what was he last? Well, let's see what he was last week. Him gaining, yeah, him gaining nine strokes tee to green was third in the field. Only Victor Hovland and Russell Henley were better. So, like, he's in a really good situation right now and goes to a place where he had his best career finish. So he's he's going to be very chalky at 8,500. If you want to play him, be different other places, right? Go find something else to do. Go leave 500 on the table. By the way, the optimal lineup last week, the, the best possible lineup you could have had last week, it left $8,100 on the table. Not necessarily, not necessarily recommending you leave $8,000 on the table every single week, but realize you don't have to spend all 50000 You don't even have to spend forty nine five. Go leave some money on the table if you want to play the super chalky guys. You could legitimately probably just put like, just, you could take the chalkiest guys and, and leave $1,500 on the table and you'd probably be unique. It's kind of crazy. All right, further down, um, red flags. Uh, well, before I get to that, Rafa Cabrera Bayo's 8,100. I think he's okay because of what we saw on Sunday. He was killer on Sunday. Let me see if I can change this. So let's see what the stats were. Um, he was, on Sunday, like eighth in strokes gained tee to green, maybe tenth. Uh, putted really well, but flew up the leaderboard. Sometimes, sometimes if somebody finds something on a Sunday, they can continue it into the next week. But I'm more concerned about uh, Snedeker here. So Snedeker's 7,900. The concerns are very strong with me because of these numbers. You talk about red, you know, green light, red light indicators. Sneds is unfortunately a, a, a red light here. Um, he lost nearly six strokes on approach. That is his worst strokes gained approach number since, I believe, 2018 Players Championship. It's been a long time. Gained five putting, which like, listen, Snedeker's putter gets hot. We know that. Uh, but this is not the statistical profile of a guy that you would say, like, he can't continue like this. He can't continue hitting the ball like this and continuing to find any level of a success. I mean, he finished finished 41st last week. He's going to have to hit the ball better. So I, I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, I, I will not be investing much in Brant Snedeker, but I feel like a lot of people are going to look at this range recognize him as a name they know and say, okay, I'm going to play, I'm going to play Brant Snedeker. I, I will not be one of them. Harold Varner, the third will likely end up getting a lot of buzz this week. He is always a, uh, a popular golfer in, in the DFS circles, despite not having a win on tour. Uh, he has one European tour win. Um, this is also kind of like a green light, a green light indicator. So let's look at Varner from last week. So last week, Varner gains seven shots on approach seven to put that into perspective he was fifth in the field uh west brian which we'll talk about him in a second this is a west brian's a crazy story we'll talk about him uh henley hovland and lucas glover were the only guys who gained more strokes on approach than harold varner i mean varner gained more than dustin johnson dustin johnson won the tournament uh that's how good he was with his iron so i i, I believe that he will catch a lot of steam this week at 7,600. Uh, Brian Stewart, I mean, finally priced correctly, I think. You know, he was down He was down sub 7,000. 
I don't think I mind it so much at $7,400 in this really weak field because he finished fifth here. But this is a guy we've targeted week in and week out. Three straight cuts coming in. His best finish last week was, was 20th. Um, I think that's interesting. Let's see. Under 7,000. Uh, there were a couple of names. So finally, Lonto, Lonto played well again. Okay, so almost cashed those top 20 tickets for us, but he finished 24th, which, um, you know, after two straight really ugly missed cuts, there was something, and this kind of is what I alluded to about Rafa Cabrera-Beo earlier in the in the show, where Lonto played much better at RBC Heritage in his, in his Friday round. He ended up miss, missing the cut still, but played much better, and my thought was that he was going to be able to carry something over into the next week. Looks like he did, finished 24th. Um, at Travelers and still 6800 bucks. So, uh, listen, I don't know how long we can ride Lonto, but I he seems to be an easy plug-and-play in a lot of situations when you get down this low because his price almost never, ever changes. Um, who else? I, I, I want to talk about... Oh, here's Wes Bryan. The Wes Bryan story is kind of crazy because... Like, I don't even know what his status is, right? I mean, he won he won at Heritage um, two years ago, and then he finished 2018 with, like, 10 straight missed cuts. It, it was unbelievable. Then he didn't play on tour for, like, an entire year. I, th- I don't know if he had an injury. I don't know what was going on, but he, he basically disappeared. He's starting to play a lot better. I mean, I, I have that strokes gained up from last week. He, he led the field in strokes gained approach last week. I, I would normally be way more excited to play a guy who's going to cost you 6500 who led the field in strokes gained approach like uh, that would almost be an auto lock for me now we've seen very little any any level of consistency from Wes Bryan uh, he's always going to lose you sh- strokes off the tee he's a very short hitter he, he just loses strokes in a big way uh, a pretty good putter like i don't know Th- this one really has me in knots i, I think if i'm if I'm trying, you know, if I'm stuck in that in that $6,500 range and there's someone that I really like or, or, you know, it's a lineup that I really like and my last man in, I need to spend $6,500, I, I, I guess I would rather Wes Bryan in some situations. But, um, yeah, I want to at least point him out because of what he did, what he did last week. And then finally, what I'll do here is I want to go to the custom model. I forgot to do this last week and a couple of people said, hey, we wanted to see what your model looked like. Uh, so, okay, here's what my model looks like. Now, normally what I would do, and again, I'm just going to kind of spitball this, but uh, normally what I would do is I would go to that key stats page and I would look at what the most important stats are and I would um, I would take those. So that that's usually where I would, you know, I would, I would weigh accordingly. So for this week, without a, a bunch of uh, information to roll off of, I'm going to kind of go back to the basics a little bit. So I, I want um, strokes gain T to green uh, to always be a pretty significant factor. So I'm going to say 30 there, 30 out of 100. Um, then I want, you know, this is a par 72. So there are the two extra par fives uh, and they're like, they're the easiest holes on the course, obviously. So, so you need to take advantage of the par fives. So I'm going to put um, maybe 20 in, in par five scoring. Then also, um, I, I think I want to do birdie or better. Now, this is where you have to be careful because you don't want to like double up. You know, obviously birdie or better and par five scoring are correlated, right? If you make a birdie or an eagle on a par five, it helps both of those stats. So I don't think you want to go too crazy here. So I'm just going to say like 15 on birdie or better because I don't want to double up on a lot of stats there. 
Uh, then what I'm also going to do is I'm going to do uh, 15 on strokes gained off the tee, just because that is uh, you know such a such a great stat for success. But again, I'm I'm kind of doubling up here on tee to green, and then I'm going to use my last 20 on distance. And I don't think that you need that. You know, we, the courses are getting longer. This is a par 72. It is longer. I I just don't think. Um, I think we're getting out of the mindset where the last couple of weeks distance was not really a prerequisite for success, where I think we're going to start to get into a, a part of the schedule where it becomes much more of an advantage. Obviously, you know, West Bryan could win this, but it's going to be much more of an advantage. So I'm going to run this model and see what comes back. No surprise to see that uh, Bryson just laps the field here in my model. Uh, now, some of the surprises out of this are... Scotty Scheffler is second in this model that I just ran. He's 9,000. He is also a big time. Um, so he gets a big boost because of birdie or better. He's a big time birdie maker. Hideki is third in my model. Uh, obviously, the lack of putting on that uh, is going to help him. Sung Jay's there. Now, this is an interesting one. Eric Fun Ruin, you know, he's a competitor. We see him in a lot of WGCs. We see him. Um, he's had success. He's playing a lot more on the tour. This year, really strong player at $8,000. I kind of like that. Uh, you know, he has a little bit of a smaller sample size. I only have 14 measured rounds on him this season uh, based on the limited play. But that's kind of interesting. Hatton's there. That makes sense. Look at a couple other names here. Sebastian Munoz, 7,100. Interesting. And I have a lot of data on him. Interesting. Harold Varner third pops up here. Wow, that's pretty cool. Cool to see a guy that I think is trending in the right direction find... Uh, you know, the top seven or eight of my my little model that I just threw together. Uh, and then it's rounded out by Bubba Watson, Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, Harris English, Victor Hovland. That's like the top 15. So, um, you know, I, I might tweak this a little bit. I, I might move a little bit off of uh, off the tee because I've already got tee to green in there. I might want to uh, adjust that a little bit. Um, I might want to put a little more emphasis on, on accuracy if... Um, if I think the rough is going to be a little bit thicker, which I do think it's going to be a little bit thicker, but this is a nice first model guys. I can kind of just think about and hone in on. And there's some good values here as well. Um, so I think this is a really good start. Okay. That's it. That'll do it for this week's rocket mortgage classic DFS preview. Stay tuned for the rest of the week. We got betting preview coming. We have a, a podcast uh, and video version uh, with Eric Patterson coming a lot, a lot of good stuff here. So um, if you have any questions, you have any comments, tweet me, at Rick Run Good, leave a comment below. I will talk to you guys. Best of luck this week.